This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. The views expressed by guests on this program do not necessarily represent the views of the host or owners of the Doggy Diva Show and do not necessarily constitute endorsement of products. Medical information discussed by guests on this program are those of the guests and is only for informational purposes and should not replace medical advice by your local veterinarian professional. Hi, this is Susan Marie from the Doggy Diva Show. This week, celebrating National Kids and Pets Day, a new novel for animal lovers, and the latest in pet dental health. That's what's on our show this week. Let's get started. Hey, did you hear that? What is that? It's the bark heard round the world. The Doggy Diva Show. Here's national award-winning author and animal advocate, Susan Marie. Hi, welcome to the Doggy Diva Show, the show for animal lovers. I'm your host, Susan Marie, and as always, I'm joined by my canine co-hosts, the doggy divas themselves, Francesca, Coco, and our newest little diva, Miss Olive. Miss Olive is the cute little Italian greyhound rescue in the picture with the microphone. Thank you for joining us today as we bring the experts in the pet and animal world right to you. Email us at doggydivashow at aol.com. That's D-O-G-G-Y. D-I-V-A show at AOL.com. We love hearing from you. So go grab a cup of coffee and your pet's favorite treat, and we'll be back in just a moment. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite is nutrition. Pick up two bottles of Lico Chops. Get the third bottle free. New improved Lico Chops. With omega-3, omega-6, vitamin E. And now, six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try LicoChops. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. back everyone to the doggy diva show i am here with monica layton president of professional pet sitting and with our pet tip of the week and monica this is a very important week we have a big day national kids and pets day and you know how much i love that because my little one here loves them so can you tell us a little bit about that yes the 26th is national kids and pets day this to me is one of my favorite pet holidays i love getting kids involved with pet care. It teaches them responsibility and compassion at, you know, I try to do it as young as possible, but at any age, it is a great lesson for um, kids. It's also wonderful for the pets. Um, I always tell people, you know, if you have kids at home to get them very integrated with the pets, get them involved in the pet's care. Um, you know, at my house, you know, we, <laughs> there's two of us and we've got seven animals. So we are highly outnumbered. So it's, you know, divide and conquer with, uh, with all of the pet cares and responsibilities. Um, and, you know, my daughter plays a huge role in that, you know, and we've got two dogs that, you know, 
are a lot more energetic, that require a lot more activity. And she's so wonderful with, you know, throwing them the ball and working out, you know, that exercise and taking them on walks around the block, feeding them, you know, kids, you know, nine, 10, you know, for years she's been doing this. And you think of kids at that age, you know, not really having all of that responsibility. And I always tell clients, do it. It'll be the best thing you ever did. Because one, that kid's relationship with that pet will only grow. And at that age, when you're getting into the middle school years, you get hormonal, you get the preteen things, you know, they have drama at school or they're, you know, to be able to go home and just sit with the pet for a half hour and do her little pet chores, she'll come home after a day of, you know, kid drama at school and immediately be back to a normal happy kid after, you know, walking the dog around the block or, you know, doing whatever. It's fabulous for them. They have so many studies out there that show that, you know, having pets around can bring up testing scores, can make smarter kids because they're more relaxed. They can, you know, at college, they have studies where institutes and universities that that are pet friendly, the students are academically more sound. And they have great programs at different colleges for students who, you know, have different schedules and they'll um, swap. So you can enroll in a program. Like if you have morning classes, then you could, you know, take out somebody's dog for somebody who has evening classes and vice versa. So there's so many great things about, you know, integrating kids and pets. Um, you know, Olive with her book out there, you know, teaching kids about compassion and how to treat, you know, especially abled pets. And that goes back to people too. You know, their, their level of compassion and responsibility is just huge when they're taught at a young age, you know, how to help care for another living, breathing, um, you know, person or pet. So I, I think it's, you know, the best thing out there that you can do, but always, you know, go slow with kids, you know, a little bit at a time and work through it. You know, have your kids be responsible for walking a dog, for feeding a dog, um, you know, medicating a dog. You know, it's all going to be worthwhile. And, you know, as a parent, I, you know, follow up to make sure things were done, of course. Um but, you know, that responsibility is huge and it makes well-rounded individuals. And so we'll have generations of, you know, little ones growing up to be responsible and loving pet owners and also kinder to each other. I think that's so important. And you and I have talked about ourselves when we were younger. I mean, I was given the responsibility of my pets. It was like you and your brother, if you want them, you have to take care of them. And we would feed and we would walk and we would do all exercise them. But you know what? It gave us a sense of purpose. We had not only our school, we not only have our, had our act- after school activities, but we also had responsibility with our pets and it gave us a sense of purpose. And it really, I think, helped um, myself and my brother and my sister throughout our lives. And I know that you've said that it's helped you and you've actually worked with Haley on it. So um, I think that to celebrate National Kids and Pets Day is a very, very important day. We should celebrate it every day. Also, I think that, um, like you said, thank you for talking about Olive's book because Olive's book does teach you it's okay. Just be whoever you are. It doesn't matter what you look like. It's the kindness and the love that you have inside that counts. So thank you very much. 
Absolutely. You know, I tell people too, even if you don't have pets, celebrate that day with your children by, you know, telling them, you know, what happens if you go to a friend's house who has a pet? You know, how do you approach pets? Because so many kids, you know, come over my house and it's a plethora. We have the four dogs, we have the two cats, we have the hedgehog. It's like every kid's furry fantasy. You know what I mean? They come in and they're like all shapes and sizes and, you know, so they get all excited. But, you know, Haley will have kids come over that come from households that do not have any animals at all. They've never been around any animals. And usually the first thing that the child has is is fear. And my guys, I mean, my biggest dog is eight pounds. You know what I mean? It's not like they're, you know, they're not huge. <laughs> I mean, the cats are bigger than the dogs are in my house. So, but, you know, they do, they get scared because they just don't know and they've never learned, you know, how to approach or how to, you know, is this dog friendly? Isn't it friendly? How can you tell? You know, is the tail wagging? Is it standoffish? You know, those are all things that, you know, sometimes if you don't have a pet in your life, you overlook it. And, you know, sometimes that education um, for the kids get missed. So I always recommend, you know, even if you don't have pets, you know, take that time to really, you know, get to educating your kids. That way, if they do encounter any, they are safe and they are polite and smart about how they approach them. You know, Monica, that's a good idea. And I was also thinking, too, if you don't have a pet, if for whatever reason you can't have them, you, you have an apartment, a condo, or there's allergies in your house, whatever it is, you could always take your child to a shelter or visit a rescue or someplace where there are animals and just them let them appreciate. They may even volunteer. I know I volunteered at a very young age to uh, work at a shelter, and all I did was I helped to uh, groom. I wasn't a groomer, but I helped to clean and groom the pets. I helped the groomer to do that. I helped the vol- other volunteers to do it. And I was just a child. So I think it's something also that teaches children, if you don't have pets at your home, it's okay. You could still interact with pets in a really positive way. Yeah, they, for example, I saw an article the other day on Facebook that was commending a high school service club. And the high school service club adopted a rescue. And the kids from the club would go and a couple times a week would exercise and walk all of the rescue dogs up for adoption. I mean, something like that to me, it just warms my heart that these kids are, you know, respecting these animals and also appreciating the needs that they, you know, they can fill and, you know, how to bring happiness and, you know, and compassion to these pets that, you know, are homeless. And, you know, again, it translates back to how they, you know, how they treat others as well. Well. I hope that everyone gets out there and gets to celebrate National Kids and Pets Day, which is on April 26th. So happy Pets Day. Thank you so much. Have a great week. Hello, everyone. Miss Olive and Sophia the Doggy Diva want to thank you for your amazing response to their special book, Miss Olive Finds Her Forever Home. And they want to let you know that Miss Olive Finds Her Forever Home is now available in both hardcover and softcover. And that's at Amazon.com. As Miss Olive says, woohoo, yippee! Thank you, everyone. Coming up, what's the connection between mermaids and dogs? We have the answer. Stay tuned. Molly, here's your dinner. <laughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. 
It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your cat tree tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show. Allie Larkin is the international best-selling author of the novel Stay and Why Can't I Be You? And she is here with us today to talk about her new novel, Swimming for Sunlight. Welcome to the Doggy Diva Show, Allie. Thank you so much, Susan. I'm thrilled to talk with you. Oh, it's great to have you on. And, you know, in your books, you write about the relationship between dogs and these great female characters that you have. Um, But I also know that you have some dogs of your own, some pets of your own. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Actually, right now we have a dog, um, Stella. She's a German Shepherd. She's 11 years old. And she was a huge inspiration for the dog in this book um, <laughs> because she's a bit nervous. <laughs> she has some nervous issues um, that we've overcome together. And, you know, and then some of them are still there because that's how dogs work and that's how people work. Um, and so we've been together since she was 13 months and we're we're really good buddies. Uh, we did have another dog before that and we had a cat also um, that they passed away a couple of years ago. Oh. I'm sorry. Yeah, they're so they they they're like family members, and it's just and when yeah. you you write about them in the book, I mean, you know, having had animals my whole life, it's just like they are they're part of the family, or they become part of the family, and you know, they help to enhance the dynamics. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I consider Stella to be my actual friend, not just a dog friend. She is actually my friend. Um, you know, you get to know them on such a, a close knit level, and. It's really a lovely relationship. Yeah, and all that comes through in your writing, too. Um, and I've read all of your books. I love them. Um, they're so heartfelt. And they, like, have these wonderful, like, these complex and really endearing female characters. And actually, all the characters in your book are, are really, um, they're really relatable. And I, I'm talking to you from a reader's perspective. I think that probably a lot of the people out there who read your books feel like they want to be friends with the people in your book, the characters <laughs> in your books by the end of the books. Um, and, and, you know, you and your characters, you know, and I think it comes from a personal thing. You really love your dogs and it sort of plays out in these books. Can you tell us about the inspiration for, and I'm talking about, I'm going back to stay for Van and for Jenny and now Katie for these characters? Um, Van actually started as from Stay, um, started as a writing exercise in a class, a college course that I took. And there was just some little thing about her voice. She was just a little spunky in a way that I liked. And, and so she stuck with me. And then years later, I went back and wrote more about it. And at that point, we'd gotten a dog, Argo, who was actually on the cover of the hardcover of Stay. There's a blue cover for Stay with a black dog on the cover. And that was our dog, Argo. Yeah, he was beautiful. And 
so we had gotten him. He was my first dog, and I realized that I, I started noticing the ways that he changed my life and my perspective and just having someone constantly there who's happy to see you. It's life-changing. And so I realized that if I gave Van a dog, that would change the dynamics of who she was. And, and so that that's how that story kind of came to And the way with. Van got her dog... <laughs> The way yeah, Van got her dog is like was way. like the whole concept of the book was it was so it was so cool you know and when you're thinking about it, you go oh my but it all played out so well thank you yeah thank you. I do like to have kind of ridiculous circumstances and then make them as realistic and set them you know set the tone that they're going to be okay and it's going to seem real even though the circumstances are fanciful. well I think that's why your books are so relatable and and Jenny Jenny Jesse. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. I mean, th- that was fabulous. With <laughs> where did you get your inspiration for that? I mean, I love that. I think it's something that uh, everybody really wants to do, but people like go, "Oh, wow, I'd really love to do that." I mean, and this again played out very well. Thank you. Yeah, my my editor for Stay had had an idea of she was interested in me writing a book about someone actually becoming someone else, like in a magical realism sense, and I'm not. I don't, I'm not a magical realism writer. That wasn't something that interested me, but I liked the idea of, of grounding that in why someone would actually want to pretend to be someone else and what would have given them the skills to be able to do that without them even realizing it. You know, not someone who's a con artist, but someone who just knows how to tell someone what they need to hear. Yeah, and it, it played out so like a heartfelt I'm going to say it was like a heartfelt it wasn't like a trickery it was like a heartfelt and you almost couldn't wait to get through to the end of the book because there were just so many layers in there it was absolutely you did it actually it was so beautifully done um oh thank you yeah and there was a little kitty in that one so where we have equal opportunity pet loving here was a kitty and then the dog that you know that came into the story so um yeah so i really love that and now you have a new book out and your new characters katie can you tell us what inspired you to write about katie that was another writing exercise I was doing for myself. I, I was just kind of free writing for five minutes. I'll set a timer and just write. And the words, my husband brought a date to our divorce, popped into my head. And that's the first lines of the book. And um, and then I just kind of kept playing with it from there. And I'd always been very interested in, well, I'll back up a little bit. From there, I that how can I give this woman a dog? What is, and you know, that's the big question in the divorce. I think <laughs> if you don't have kids would be, who, who gets, gets the, the dog? dog? And of course, Katie needs this dog. Her husband's not particularly attached. I think the dog's been a little bit of a thorn in her husband's side. And so, um, so I started playing with that and, and figuring out who this woman was. And then uh, her grandmother kind of came into play and I'd, always been so fascinated with mermaids from when I was a little kid and then learning about the mermaid performers at Wikiwachi and other roadside attraction shows. Um, I, I decided it would be fun to kind of write in that direction and see what happens. And then I ended up doing tons of research and uh, I know so much about sequins now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And I have to tell you, I found it to be particularly kind of endearing because our show is based in Florida, and this is, you know, the the Wikiwachi Mermaid, those shows. Yeah, I, I spent some time in Florida when I was younger, um, out in Port St. Lucie, and, and there's something magical about just the light and the feeling of Florida, and I wanted to 
put that in there. And that's kind of like where the magical part comes in. It's really, it's really great. And I love the relationship, you know, with her grandmother. I mean, because it kind of went through um, generations. It was like a generational kind yeah. of book, not only, you know, with friends, it was a generational one. And of course, the rescue is a little, a little high anxiety, which so many of us, I mean, I've been rescuing for years and I have in our studio, I have three dogs, one high anxiety. Oh. <laughs> Having a storm, we're having storms here, so we're outside the window. We're oh, waiting. No. My producer and I are just waiting for her to like go. Ah! <laughs> but that's what it is, you know. You love them for all of their whatever their little quirks are, and and they bring out the best in you at the same time. Yeah. Now, can yeah. you t in this book? Of course, there was an, it was another um, human animal bond. Can you tell us about how you feel the? the importance of the strength of the human dog bond is to have in your books? I think it's, it's very important because I think that, you know, readers connect with it, I, but it's also just been my life for the past uh, 10 years or so um, and how dogs have changed or more than that, I think, um, and how, how dogs have changed my life. I, I was, I, I didn't have dogs growing up. I had an imaginary dog when I was very young. <laughs> I really wanted a dog when I was a kid, and I had an imaginary dog. Um, but I think I think it's a part of life that is is worthy of honoring, um, and I, I think it's something that people don't necessarily understand until they get a dog. Um, and so I hope that it's you know I hope that in in putting this relationship in and making it appealing and, and grounding it and making it a real thing, that maybe it will inspire somebody to bring that kind of love into their lives in a responsible way. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's also just my books are sort of, my books are my reflection of how I see the world and I see the world with dogs in it. And and we're so happy that you do. I mean, it, it's you. your your books are very, you know, you, when you walk away from your books, you walk away from your books feeling good. And you've learned a lot. And you, like I said, people want to be a part of whatever it is that you wrote about because it's really, it's relatable. And though some of the situations may seem a little, you know, unrelatable, they really are because the whole thing gets blended in together. And it's it's really beautiful what you do. Um, as a reader with with your most recent book, um, swimming for sunlight. What do you want the readers to walk away with with this book? I I really focused heavily on on Katie looking for a sense of belonging and how that would ground her. And I hope that it inspires people to look for belonging in their own lives, um, appreciate the belonging that they have, or even just feel like they belong to this book if that's what they need at the moment. Uh, I tried to create characters that are very welcoming and. I know I felt like I belonged to them while I was writing this. And so I hope that some other people will just have a moment of feeling like they're a part of something. I definitely feel that they're going to. I, you you have a real gift for doing that, for connecting with the reader and having them want to be a part of it or, or feeling that they're a part of it. It's like having like a like a girlfriend gang or like a, even, well, not everyone's even, a, in your books you have a, a total, a complex layer of people. So it's, it's just wanting to be a part of it, you know? Thank you. So where can the listeners go to learn more about you, to learn more about Swimming for Sunlight, where to get it? I know that its um, release date is April tw 23rd. Um, and there's information on my website, which is AllieLarkinWrites.com. Um, I'm also on Twitter at AllieLarkin. 
Well, Allie, it's been so wonderful to have you on the show. I love your books. I love, and I know that the readers will, that, that if they haven't read your books, I mean, it's, it's something that if you're an animal lover, it's wonderful. But if you're just, you know, someone who wants to walk away with a feel good feeling, I think that it's really good. Why don't we give out the three names of your books so that everyone can, you know, I know it starts with stay and, and why don't we give like the names out of all your books so that they could look for them? Okay, great. My first book is is Stay, and my second one is Why Can't I Be You? And then the third one is Swimming for Sunlight. And as a reader, I tell you that everyone's going to walk away feeling really great after reading them. So um, I want to thank you, Allie, for being our guest and for sharing such heartwarming and inspiring books with us and also really valuing friendship, love, loss, family. For those of us that are dog lovers out there, the value of dogs in our lives. So I thank you so much. um, And I wish you the best with this book. I think everyone's going to love it. Thank you so much, Susan. I'm thrilled that I got to talk with you. Same here. And we'll be back in just a moment. Coming up, concerned about your pet's dental health? We've got an answer. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show. As Vice President of Marketing for OxyFresh, Melissa Galbrinson who is a leader in the pet industry for over 20 years, had a strategic vision of what OxyFresh can bring to the pet space and propel it to be a new leader in the pet dental and grooming industry, heavily focusing on non-toxic ingredients that are safe for all pets and made in the USA. So we are so happy to have today with us, Melissa. Hey, Melissa, how are you? I am wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. And for those of you who are on Olive's Facebook page, you know that Miss Olive picked OxyFresh as one of her favorite things. So it is in the Suncoast Pet Magazine. You could go to our Facebook page and find that, the Doggy Diva Show. And, you know, Melissa, this is such a great product. Can you tell us about yourself and about your work at OxyFresh? So I started at OxyFresh uh, about tw- 20 years ago um, in July, and I started off, you know, I was really looking for a company that um, more met my values, um, someplace I could grow, someplace that um, I could have fun with, and a place that really was making a difference. Um, and at that time, we had just uh, started in the pet industry, but we had um, it started in the dental industry for humans in 1984. and. Um, what we tried to do there is, you know, hey, we looked at the pet or the dental industry and said, you know what, there's a lot of 
of alcohol, mouthwashes, dyes, um, and you know what? We thought it could be better. Um, you know, you don't need those ingredients to take care of, uh, of your mouth. And so we, with the team, developed an amazing alcohol-free, dye-free um, product line that's non-toxic for humans. And then, of course, our loyal customers said, hey, our pets have bad breath. <laughs> What can we do? And so we went down on uh, creating a pet line. So we like to say we've been tested on humans uh, <laughs> to create an amazing pet line. Um, and then we've just kind of grown through there um, with from dental to grooming products. Those of you that are pet parents understand that or need to understand the importance of having your pet's mouth and obviously their teeth and everything because so much starts in the mouth. Can you tell us about OxyFresh for pets and how to use it? So our whole philosophy is about um, using ingredients that matter. So only ingredients that really do truly make a difference at the source. So you won't find any masking agents in any of our products. And as few as, as as few of ingredients as possible. So we want only ingredients that really matter that to help the problem. So in dental care, it's the number one problem among pets. Um, and it's one of those silent things. You know, you don't really notice that. Maybe you notice some bad breath, but you kind of just, you know, let that go. But, you know, it is 80% of dogs have some sort of periodontal disease starting and 70% of cats. That is it's such a horrible stat. You know, uh, we can do better um, as a society to make sure that we take care of our dog and cat's um, teeth and, and um, health in their mouth. And just like there's a lot of studies, just like in humans, um, I think that they link heart and um, gum disease together. So, you know, heart disease, if you're having gum problems and having periodontal disease, that affects all of your organs in your body. Um, and so there's been tons of studies around that, and, and people, humans, are paying attention to that. They start paying attention. They're paying attention to how their dental care. Well, it's just exactly the same for pets. We need to take care of their dental care, and that is, you know, utilizing a toothpaste um, that doesn't have dyes or artificial flavors, things like that. And same with, you know, just a daily pet water additive. That is our number one product. Um, it's a bestseller on Amazon for this because it's tasteless, it's odorless, um, and so the pets don't even know it's there. But you've got to do at least that daily to help with their periodontal disease. Now, and it's really simple because you just add it to the water. Yeah, super simple. And that's what I love about it is that the pets do not even know it's there. And here's another great, great thing about OxyFresh products is it doesn't matter what kind of pet. All of our products, every single one of our products is good for any pet. So you don't have to have a cat formula. You don't have to have a dog formula. You don't have to have a gerbil formula. You have all of our products work across the board. So because that's where the non-toxic comes into play, we don't want to use an ingredient that could be toxic to a cat because there are many homes that have a dog plus a cat plus a rabbit. Mm -hmm. And we want to make sure that you know, there's never a, an issue with um, a bunny getting a little bit of water from the dog bowl, a cat, same thing. We wanted to make sure that all pets were safe and that they were being taken care of um, 
for their health. You're right. You know, people with multi-pet homes, the dogs, the cats, you know, the bunnies, who knows who's drinking out of the bowl. They're all drinking together. And you could have all your separate bowls out, but you know they're going to go to each other's bowl. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So that's so, so great that it is. It's like a universal additive for our pet's water, for all pet's water, not just cats, not just dogs. It's, it's, and it's very simple, odorless. They don't even know they're doing it. For the listeners, where can they purchase this and where is it available? For all of our pet products, of course, um, we are on, we are on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So easily put in OxyFresh and you'll find um, our people line and our pet line. And that's one thing that's really important is never to use our people line on pet care. So just use our specific pet care line because humans can have a little bit different ingredients like essential oils. Um, and that's what we use for our human lines. So it's really important. We don't use any essential oils because that can um, be harmful to pets um, and uh, our pet products. So very important on Amazon to make sure you're looking at our pet products. And then, of course, our website, oxyfresh.com. You can purchase our products there. And you can also purchase our pet products on Chewy. So really, you can purchase them anywhere. Um, so it's really convenient to get to your home right away. That's really great. And and where can the listeners go to learn more about um, your OxyWater additives for pets? Because it's really important, I think, that people learn about it and people see how, really, how easy it is. It's easy for the pet parent and it's also easy for the pet. Oh, absolutely. Definitely our website. Go, just go to oxyrush.com and then there's a whole pet section and then that really tells you how it works, how our um, proprietary and patented formula works. It's zinc and oxygen and how that works to safely neutralize the bacteria in the mouth that cause bad breath. That is, it's key and it's it's really awesome. It shows you exactly how it works in, through the line of our entire pet products because that formula also works in grooming. Um, and so it has the same properties where it takes that organic bacteria and it safely neutralizes it, whether that's in the mouth or on the skin. I have to tell you, my little one, my little co-host here, Miss Olive, she has no teeth, but it's still my all my other dogs do. So it's like something that they all benefit from. And I have to keep her gums healthy. I have to keep everything, mm-hmm. you know, you still have to keep everything healthy. So I, and that's why we selected it as one of her favorite things. So I thank you so much for being our guest today, Melissa. And I want to also thank you for what you're doing to positively impact our pets' health and well-being. I I thank you so much and thank you for spending so much time creating such a wonderful product for us pet parents. Awesome. Thank you, Susan, so much. I really appreciate you having me. Our pleasure. Hello, everyone. Miss Olive and Sophia the Doggy Diva are so happy that their first book in the Doggy Diva Diary series, Miss Olive Finds Her Forever Home, is now available at online book retailers. So please visit Miss Olive and Sophia at www.thedoggydiva.com, that's D-O-G-G-Y-D-I-V-A, to order your copy now. And they hope that you love reading Miss Olive Finds Her Forever ever home as much as they loved writing it. Thank you. We would like to thank our guests this week. And also, as our doggy divas always say, please love your pets because they love you unconditionally. And please remember to adopt, foster, spay, neuter, and microchip. And as always, please have a great diva week, everyone.
That's all for this episode of The Doggy Diva Show. To find out more, go to our website, thedoggydiva.com. Also, find us on our Facebook page, The Doggy Diva Show, and tell your fellow dog lovers about it. Don't miss Susan Marie, Miss Olive, and the Doggy Divas right here for the next episode. See you again soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.